Welcome back to another episode of the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. And Jack, I feel like we have a lot of towns to talk about today. Did you um did you come with your hot bear town takes? You know what? Can we do that next week? Yeah, sure. Because I have so much to unpack on Bear Town, and maybe it's nice to give everyone else one more week to ch- uh, catch up on Bear Town. But um, <laughs> it's funny because I was up in Petaluma with my uh, my parents this past weekend, and my mom always says like, "Oh yeah, 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 you said that on the podcast with Lindsay." And then she'll also ask me questions like, "Have you seen Bear Town?" <laughs> it so shows she, that like, we talked about on the pod- listens. So she does both things and i'm like yeah 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 i know i have seen bear town um but uh i know a couple of our friends were just getting into it like last week so maybe yeah. one more week is good but uh i had i i've got some things on bear town that i want to unpack well uh, it is it is five hours it which by a lot of standards is not a huge commitment right uh Time no commitment. god but no no no. If, in fact it's probably when it comes to docu or doc, not docuseries but series in general down nowadays that's like the minimum requirement yeah. five hours um and not we'll we'll do this next week but i found out last night i think i didn't know was that there are two other books of bear town it's a trilogy now because it was such uh, a popular book initially so i actually wonder i because when you said docuseries i was going to say i think it's a limited series for hbo but i wonder if they will take if it's successful enough if they'll take the other two books and turn it into two more seasons i don't know but. Yeah, I hope. I'm wondering, We, I guess this will be part of the deep dive, but how successful it was um, in Europe, because I'm guessing it was a it was a late release over here. I'm sure it did well over there and then they dropped it here. It did. They had like a six month to a year head start. So it released over there, obviously first. And I think it did definitely did really well over there. I'm interested to know how it did here, because for as much as I talk to people about TV, I don't know a ton of people who watched it. But I'm sure it is more popular than it feels to me. So I would be interested to know how it how well it did on HBO America. What do they call it? H because it's HBO Europe is where it initially HBO, Dome- HBO domestic HBO. <laughs> HBO. That's what they call CNN. CNN I was domestic watching, versus CNN. Yeah, on my C- CNN app, I have to if I want to watch like our CNN, I have to hit CNN domestic. It always makes me. It always makes my problems seem so small. <laughs> Because you're just a domestic viewer? Well, yeah. I don't know. They're talking about just big subjects, but it's domestic rather than it makes me feel, I don't know, less worldly. CNN International has some fun hosts. They've, CNN International is where you get the fun British accents and, and different personalities. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. almost all British. Yeah. Which yeah. is why I, I like a British accent. So, okay. So we are not going to do Bear Town. Did you watch the Mayor of East Town? Mayor yeah, of I'm East guess, Town. I'm guessing we both did, and I'm guessing this will just be something that we talk about a little bit every week. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that off the top? Because it's actually not one of my recommendations. I just had very quick thoughts because I actually did not like the pilot, but I think I'm oh, going really? to like the show. Well, I just was yeah. so bored during. It was so much setup, and yeah. they introduce you to a lot of characters, and. The, this season on, like the what's coming up looks great, but I was incredibly bored by the pilot. Yeah, it's funny because I loved the pilot. Um, okay. If you haven't seen it, it's a day in the life of Kate Winslet, who is everything you could want from like an alpha chick in this town. Uh, you find out very quickly that she was a high school basketball star. She's now uh, a high-ranking detective in East Town, this fictional 
uh, Philly suburb. They said um, it's they want it to be every town Pennsylvania. So it's a combination of middle of nowhere Pennsylvania town. Not maybe middle of nowhere is mean, but sure. I mean, what I liked about it was that um, it's it's yeah, it's just about eighteen hours in the life of this woman, and uh, it's it's the pros and cons of living in a small town. She knows everybody, but unfortunately, everybody knows her. Um, she has all the qualities you would want in, in someone in her role. Like she is a capital B I T C H in a lot of ways, but she's also got like a really, you know, big heart. Um, like she's arresting someone and she wants to make sure that he has heat when he comes back into his home. I, the setup to me was really good. Usually in a lot of these, uh, whodunit series, which this is definitely going to be a whodunit, uh, you know, I point to Broadchurch. It starts with, oh, where's the dead kid? Have you seen the dead kid? Have you seen the dead kid? Where's the dead kid? And finally, like midway through the the pilot, we find the dead kid. And, you know, the, at the end, the mother finds and the mother's horrified. This one, we um, we flesh out the dead girl a little bit. And you, know, you don't know if she's going to die until the end of the pilot. It's the pilot. It's the pilot. I may have been. Wait, you know, I have a thought that's a spoiler. Can I spoil the end of episode one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. Okay. The... It's not, we still think that girl, we still don't know about the missing girl. The dead body you're thinking of in the end is a second girl. That's the girl that was yes. by the teenager. Okay. I just wanted to convert. Okay. So, yes, so I'm talking about, girls. well, there's a missing girl who, and a dead girl. Who's to know if they're, if they're connected, connected. they probably that's, are. They, that's why it's interesting. But, but, uh, that girl, the girl who's missing from jump, you don't even know where her body is. And she mentions she's probably, they're probably never going to find the body. Mm-hmm. Um, but this girl is, th- there was no attempts to hide this, this girl's body. You really uh, feel for her as a character. She's talking about being in a rock, in between a rock and a hard place. That was not a pun based on where she ends oh, up. Geez. But she has, you know, she had a, she has a one-year-old. She's like 17, 18. Her baby daddy is a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, her dad is almost as bad, if not as bad. And her, the one thing she's got going is this guy she's texting and, you know, that it's just, she, she's, she's got a rough go of it. I am really stoked for the pilot it's because it feels like a world so lived in. Like, I, I kind of want to hang out with Mare, Mare, M-A-R-E, like a <laughs> rabbit is the, is the uh, name of um, Kate Winslet's character. Yeah. Is it called and, the mayor of Easttown or mayor of Easttown? I, I don't think know it's mayor of Easttown. Okay. Mayor of Easttown. No, the one thing I will say is they don't like... And God bless when shows do this. HBO has been doing it more and more. They don't hold the audience's hand. So she comes home and there's a four-year-old. You know that it's her grandson. Mm-hmm. You don't know whose son it is. There's a daughter named Siobhan. You think it might be hers, but they don't really mm-hmm. tell you. There's an old woman sitting at the table. You figure out that that's her mom. There's a priest. You eventually figure out that that's her cousin. They don't like... There's not like a narrator telling you who all these people are. You just have to let it wash over you. And at the very end, everything makes sense. The connection to the son, the connection to the daughter, the four generations living under this house. And they do it in such a way that is effortless, if that makes sense. I I really like the way they did it. I I like the setup. And this was definitely a setup episode. It was. I just, it was very intense world building and it, I needed more or I wanted more action. I, I understood what they were doing, but like I said, so you, you just mentioned 
11 characters and they just introduced you to so many characters and everyone has a kid. So every 18 year old girl in the show has a kid or, or whatever. So you're trying to figure out whose kids are whose and whose baby daddy is whose and all these different things. So yeah, it doesn't hold your hand. You are kind of trying to character map all these people and they wanted you to do that, but it was a lot, a lot, a lot of introduction. And the main part of the show, aside from like, this is one of those where I think they say like the town is the main character. It's aside from that, the main part of the show is going to be solving these two crimes. She's a detective sergeant, which by the way, is a British term. Do we call detectives detective sergeant here? Cause DS. Yeah. Is, I don't, do we do that? So think of your small town. I grew up in a town with like 50,000 people, Petaluma. Mm-hmm. I would laugh if a cop introduced himself as a, as a detective. detective. Well, a detective <laughs> like, is one- a cop. Well, and that's, and it's funny because she actually says that in the beginning because she says, I investigate the robberies and the bad things. So she's trying to be like, I'm a detective. I investigate the worst crimes. And she said robberies. Like she's, they're kind of trying to say that there's not a ton of murders and things going on because it is this small town. Obviously there, we do get into the point where there is some kind of shady stuff happening, but I'm definitely interested to see how it pans out. I think again, that this season on that they showed at the end, I don't know how many episodes is it is. I don't. I don't know the format, but I think it's. I think it's I'm shorter. I think it's, I think it's only six hours. That was my guess, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I definitely liked where it was going, and I liked the setup. I just it was, and you know, whatever the pilot aspect is challenging to to introduce everyone, but they chose to introduce you to quite a few characters. We'll talk about it as it goes on. Um, we might not do like a week to week breakdown if there's not enough happening or if people are, I don't know. I also low with it. Yeah. I also think they know, they, they know they can take their time because a it's HBO and B it's Kate Winslet. Like yeah, audience members like us are going to be like, Oh, I'm watching this all the way through unless it's, unless it's episode four and nothing's happening. So I think they know that they could take their time getting into things. And I, again, like I said, I thought I watched it twice. I thought it was really good. Oh, wow. A commitment. Um, My only other thing is to say that at times the undoing felt like it looked and felt more like a prestige HBO show than was like one of the best prestige shows they've had, if that makes sense. Like it just everything about it said prestige HBO TV show, the the actors, the story, the beautiful sets, everything. And and this reminds me of that a little bit so far where it's just like it's a gritty town. It's not these, like we're not riding in helicopters places like Donald Sutherland, but it, it reminds me of that in the sense that it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck or walks, whatever the phrase is. I just don't know so far if it's like that level for me of the, of true. Pers- I love sharp objects and this is not there yet for me. If that makes sense. Uh, See, so yeah, I would agree with you in that it is the same kind of vein as um, the undoing the undoing just in the complete opposite direction it's kate winslet it's kate winslet looking ugly as ugly as kate winslet can look you know she's i mean she's kate winslet and this is a gritty town gene smart who is incredible in um in the watchmen if you haven't seen watchmen and i mean gene smart obviously is incredible she's had a little bit of a renaissance this last five six years but it's definitely actors you know guy pierce i was gonna say did we talk about guy Guy pierce guy pierce is great um, yeah. So, you know, his character is like a big deal. They, I mean, they just didn't sign a guy off the street to do yeah. that character. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm into it. Should be great. I'm into it. I just, like I said, I was, um, I wasn't in love with the pilot, but clearly we had different takes on that. Okay. Guy uh, Pierce looks hot too, by the way. Guy he Pierce plays looks like really a, good. He's, he's like the- an old, like, 
granola professor, like literature teacher, and he yeah. looks every bit of it. She, he's like, I teach creative writing, and she's like, you, what you say, you, you, t- or I lecture about creative writing. So you talk about writing, and it's like, is that really such a foreign concept to some chick from Pennsylvania? Like, lecturing on creative writing is is seems so far fetched. Like, I, I, I think, know, I yeah, it's hammering like, home that she's real blue collar. Yeah, we get it. All right, uh, what? So I, we'll we'll see how we go with this. That technically wasn't one of my recs. I was just gonna say that. I was a little underwhelmed by the pilot, but excited for what's to come. Um, so maybe we'll count that as like a half wreck for both of us. Cause we, I do oh, definitely, a, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a big thumbs up wreck for me. But I was mean, that going to be it. one of your three? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then I will count it as one of my three too. Cause we did go way more in depth than my brain was planning on, except that means maybe I won't talk about my octopus teacher. <laughs> so we'll see. All oh of- Yeah. Teaser for the end. I'm going to talk about the octopus movie where the man befriends an octopus. And we're just going to leave it at that for now. So why don't you do your first record? Second. Then? Your second. Second. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay. It's going to be all HBO for me. I'm, I'm sorry, mm. but I'm doing mm. it. And my next two are negative. Um, oh. uh, made for love. Okay. So that was one of my positives. Interesting. Okay. I okay go you go and I'll and I'll bounce off that because that was going to be my um, second rec so go I I love Chris Emiliotti I really do I have an unhealthy love for Chris Emiliotti and it's not like I'm it's not just like attraction I just want to hang out with Chris Emiliotti I think we would be buds um Ray Romano is being Ray Romano I can't okay so the premise is she wakes up with um this why can't my brain work today tesla guy elon musk he, I mean, yeah he's, he, he's like an elon musk type his That's last like, name you know is I mean? gogol which is actually funny because like the way that we associate zuckerberg with facebook there isn't a true man who runs google but in the show the man's last name is gogol gogol so, which is clear they know what they're doing that's i mean it's yeah, a little, little on the nose yeah. anyway it's it's that kind of type it's a uh titan of industry would be an understatement for this guy he's a big uh, biotech dude um and she is pres- pre- his wife slash prisoner of 10 years she gets everything she wants she doesn't really have anything to fall back on um finally she's able to escape because they're about to mind melt with each other like pretty much he's going to take over her mind they're going to be one um and it's it's a fun show. There's a couple of laughs. It's 30 minutes. You can watch, like it's definitely kind of a fall asleep show after you watch something heavy. Just toss it on. But for me, it never really I was I never really cared. I never really cared if she got caught. I never really cared if she had to go back to uh, you know, her personal jail. I, I haven't seen the last episode and I'm not ruining anything, but it's it's a little too unbelievable with um especially ray romano's love interest <laughs> okay like, like that's a joke that just doesn't land with me um i don't know if it's a, if it's a joke that lands with me i thought they played it well that dude can we just say it it's not really a spoiler because you find out no. if, yeah go for it what who i can say who ray yeah he, love interest is. yeah he he has a um is it called a sex doll or i think a, it's called a sex doll what's um isn't there a ryan no, who's oh that's when he falls in love with a computer. No, there's a there's a Ryan Gosling movie where he does this, right? He like uh, brings the, the, the good guys. 
No, he brings a woman home. Oh, yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. And he's yes, like, this yes. is my fiance. And his family's like, what? I haven't yes. seen the movie. I just know the concept. So it's the same yes. thing where Ray Romano's like, this is Diane or whoever it is. And it Diane is Diane. Yeah. is Diane. And it's Diane and Diane is a sex doll. And that's his love interest. And I mean, you know, his his wife had passed away. This is, um, is it Kristen Milioti? Kristen, Kristen Milioti. Kristen Milioti. C-R-I. S-T-I-N. S-T-I-N. Okay. I'm not She's even obviously looking from that Palm Springs, Jack's favorite movie, mm-hmm. um, is if you're trying to picture her. So what you didn't, so the hub, you keep saying her personal jail, like she, he, she and her husband live in what they call the hub and she's not allowed to leave. So she can't go for walks. She can't leave. It. It's, it is a digital home, essentially like think smart house, but huh. even smarter. Even and smarter. And she, she can't leave. So she's, it's, it, they never really explain like where the hub is in, in America. People can come in, but she cannot go out ever. So for 10 years, she hasn't left. And she just basically decides one day, I can't do this anymore. So like, say that she, her, she was an hour away from her hometown. She's not allowed to go see her family. And so, yeah, this is about her breaking out. I just, it was interesting enough for me, interested in, interesting enough to keep me interested and then are you gonna watch the final episode probably not okay i think you should it's weird i'm sure i will i'm sure i'm i'm sure i will it's 30 minutes of your life um i don't have they gone to the diner yet for you i can't recall i think i watched it falling asleep the other night i don't remember where it split so that's an interesting they ended it in an interesting way and there the show is kind of a bummer in some ways because she is this prisoner and she's sad and she just wants to be she's like it's it seems so perfect her life she gets everything she wants but she also can't leave and she can't go for walks and she can't see her friends and family so it's sad in that way um it's interesting like his development and then i guess how they chose to end it i didn't love it i it didn't it wasn't very satisfying but at least it was a decision they made and i like that part of it he was a bad choice. This guy, the 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 Elon Musk type, he's actually been in the number one thing I know him from is uh um one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes, which Christine Miliotti stars in. The, is he in the space one? He's in the space one. He's he's like barely in it. He plays like the bad guy, he's like the arch rival who who can never die. Not like, like the right hand man. The, not the spider. I'm thinking yes, of this. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. okay. Because I recognized him and I looked up his IMDb. His name is Billy Magnuson, I think. And I looked up his IMDb trying to figure out what. So that's funny. So she's actually in that too. So they were in that one, that episode together. Yeah. What is it called? I didn't recognize the name of it. I, I recognized the name, but I didn't know. I didn't associate. I was actually trying to figure out which one it was and I didn't keep researching. Okay. So he's in Black Mirror. She's in Black Mirror. This show is very Black Mirror-esque, but it's not as rooted in reality as sometimes Black Mirror has like recently become, if that makes sense. Well, it's, I guess uh, it's the USS Callister is the name of it. No, I think he's in it. So he's in two then, because I think he's in one that starts with a V. He he plays Valdek in, oh. uh, in Callister. Okay, then I don't, if, I don't think anyone's in two. I think that's like a Black Mirror rule. I don't think you're Michaela allowed to Cole, I think Michaela Cole's in two. Google that while I... Michaela Cole with a C. She's in USS Callister. I think, I believe Michaela Cole is in 
two episodes of Black Mirror. But you're right. Most people are not into it. I feel like the rules have changed with it going back and forth between U.S. and the Brits. So, okay. So then that makes total sense. He is definitely in that. And then that I just connected some dots. But anyway, I, I think he was fine for this. I think the idea, it's this like dystopian world where it looks so shiny and pretty, but it's actually miserable and he's not happy and she's not happy. And I, I don't know. I think that they did a good enough job with that. It's not the best thing I've seen this year, but it was enough to keep me interested. And the ending again was a choice whether or not it was ultimately satisfying. I'm glad I, I think you should watch till the end. I don't think you should punt after seven or are there 10? I think there's only six, dude. I think the, I think it's no. really short. No, maybe there's eight. Maybe there's eight 30-minute episodes. I think, there's, minute eight. Episodes. I think there's um eight. I will I'll say this. How about this for a take? I bet if this show came out seven, eight years ago, it would be a huge hit. Because it is kind of it because of the non-linear storytelling, there's like three different timelines going on at once, and it's up to you to like keep up as to as to what the deal is. That's like every other show now. I bet seven, eight years ago that would have been like, oh, what a what a brave way to tell a TV show. Well, the other um, thing is, but we're Black- just so we're so conditioned to watch that kind of stuff now that it's just kind of like, meh. All right. I will say the further you go towards the end, it does become just the one timeline. Um, if if you are struggling with the multiple timelines, it no, it does that's not. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not, not saying it, it's a struggle. But it's I'm interesting. Yeah. If this was seven, eight years ago, people would think, oh wow, how innovative. Whereas now, like everybody does that. I'm, I, it's not a struggle to keep up with the timelines. This is not a, a, a show you struggle with no. uh, r- relating to anything. I also, though, think if it came out seven or eight years ago, Black Mirror came out in somewhere between, I would say, probably 2013 was when it started in the, in I think it was just yeah. in the UK. And what they were doing was so groundbreaking at first. The idea of like, what if the technology that we have that is so amazing ultimately was ruining our lives, but we didn't know it like that. It feels like we've been having that discussion forever. And maybe with Facebook by like 2011, maybe we knew that Facebook was slowly destroying the world. But with, with this idea of like this dystopian storytelling with technology, we see so much of it now, like so much of it. This just feels a lot like that, but it's, I don't know. It's an, it's an original take because this exact version of it hasn't necessarily been told, but it's also, yeah, no, it's not the most compelling thing I've seen. And obviously the technology is not as relatable. Sometimes with Black Mirror, there are certain, like I said, it's a little more rooted in the real world. And this technology, what if I was trapped in a fake house in the middle of nowhere with a rich person? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's obviously more far-fetched, but I do recommend it. I didn't, um, I didn't love, love, love it, but I do think it's worth a watch. I watched um, You've Got Mail last night. Oh. And <laughs> speaking of anti-technology, I forgot there's a whole subplot of Greg Kinnear like hates technology. So he uses a typewriter. He's like, mm-hmm. Mr. Technology is going to ruin us. And his points stand up so well. That's all I got. I mean, AOL email was kind of fun because you were AOL was just the internet. And so your email was there, but then you were also there to like surf the web. And so AOL just being this like self-contained web. Imagine paying for like a web browser though, like AOL. Did we pay monthly? I was yeah, seven. I don't yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I say Dumb. I was seven. I was actually probably like 14. All right. Um, I will go. <clears throat> Whoa. Sorry. Um, I will go with my next one, which is 
I'm all in on the circle. And I almost wish I wasn't. Like, I don't, again, with Guilty Pleasure TV, the thing is I should feel guilty watching all the Bravo shows I watch, The Bachelor, whatever. I don't feel guilty about that. The circle, for some reason, like Netflix has done this reality thing where they too hot to handle the circle, um, um, love is blind. They've gone pretty trashy. I don't know if that's the right word with their reality choices lately. They get a ton of viewers. These shows have multiple seasons. Love is blind is coming back. I believe too hot to handle is coming back. So it's working, but admittedly it's like kind of goofy and there's not a lot of like, it's the ultimate turn your brain off, whatever. So the circle had one season and it came out about a year ago, I think. Ironically, it's very quarantine-y. Um, it's these people that are just in essentially apartments and everyone's on their own in their apartment. So you, I know they filmed this in the fall, last fall. Um, you can easily quarantine while doing this show. Initially, it was not meant to be that way. It was filmed in a pre-COVID world the first season. But anyway, the second season dropped on Netflix last Wednesday. The one thing I don't like is they do week by week episodes. So they do four at first. So there's four out now. And then it's every Wednesday. I believe they do a few chunks at a time. So it's not like just one a week, but it's, it's not all at once. So you have to wait three or four weeks for the whole thing to come out. They just do a really good job with casting and not every choice is perfect, but they find funny, entertaining people. Because if you're going to put them in a one bedroom, 750 square feet apartment, foot apartment, they have to be funny, over the top, interesting, because they're going to sit there by themselves and essentially talk to a camera. And so I think they do a really good job of finding people who can carry that. And again, not every person on the show is perfect. Not every choice is perfect. But I, I almost can't describe why I enjoy the show so much other than I just like the people. So season two of The Circle is out on Netflix now. Four episodes are. I recommend it if you le- if you want any sort of reality that's not like The Bachelor. It's not the same reality shows we watch over and over. There really isn't anything like The Circle out there. Um, yeah, it's good. The 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 format of the show is a little silly. They do like you become an influencer. You you vote based on like who's the most popular, but you've never seen the, like you could be a catfish. You've never seen the person. Um, and you just vote on like who you like the best and who you have alliances with. Like that whole mechanism is a little silly, but you're basically just watching people be funny. And I think they're funny. So have you watched any of it, Jack? No, and I never will. Um, <laughs> I don't, I just, I was just giving you your floor. I didn't want it to get in your way. What are that. you just, cause it's reality. Like why? I just know it. It just doesn't do it for me. I just exactly what you said. There's no like you you just said I wish I wasn't into it. No, <laughs> so why I just, would I no you I it, mean, is, you said it that. is more of a guilty pleasure than other things because yeah. well I, I, got, I don't know. In theory, the bachelor should be a guilty pleasure. I mean, at this point, the bachelor is more complicated than just being a guilty pleasure. But like when I watch below deck, there's a certain amount of guilty pleasure to it where you're just like, This is so silly. Um, but I've just always said I don't necessarily feel like guilt or shame for watching that those you said you weren't uh, you said you wish you weren't into the circle okay that okay i mean that i just it's not for me i've no, i don't watch the bachelor okay. i really don't watch any of that so so i uh i'm rather than speak ill of it i'm just gonna let you say your thing and then i'm gonna have you ever on. tried have you tried it and not liked it or you've never tried it i've tried um 
what did I watch? Too Hot to Handle. Yeah. Sucked. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was one of those things. I was like, well, now I have to like kind of watch this shit and I don't feel good about it. You know what I mean? Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah. There's a girl from Too Hot to Handle on the circle. It's not Francesca. Um, and you know who Francesca is. It also is made me feel show. like, but just watching that first season of that show, you know, like on Instagram, there's these people popping on these on these podcasts. You have no idea who they are. I knew who the big uh, English guy was. Harry? He was really, really Harry's, big. Harry, yeah. He's um, Australian or New Zealand, one of those. Whatever. But, but I knew who accent. he was. And I was like, oh, he's on Two Hat to Handle. Okay. What then, podcast you know, was he on? Oh, Julia Rose. I mean, which, I mean, there's a million podcasts that are just all over my Instagram. Another, another here, another there. I don't. No, that, that's an interesting that's, thing because I don't, I don't, um, on your Instagram feed or is that your, is your, um, Instagram algorithm serving you on the search page? Are they, is they, are they serving you podcast content? Uh, yeah, a little bit of both. Okay. I don't, I, just, I don't follow anyone that has a podcast in which he was on. It just, my point is, it just makes me feel younger having known who Harry was that popped up. And I, uh, then I took inventory of what I know and what I don't know. And I realized I don't really care that I don't know much of that. So I'm out on, uh, I, not for me. I will say the circle is better than too hot to handle in terms of too hot to handle is really over the top. Um, the circle is a little, is not that far over the top, but I, I'm not, you don't, I'm not going to make you watch it, but it is, it's a different vibe for sure. Final wreck for me. This had all the promise in the world and hopefully somebody will do it right. This just sucked. Um, HBO, Chris Paul, the day sports stood still. Oh, that's out. Oh yeah. It's out. It's been out for okay. a couple of weeks. Exactly. You haven't heard of it. Cause it uh-huh. sucks. It's so self-serving and <clears throat> okay. So when we were growing up, athletes wanted to be rappers, right? Everyone dropped albums all the time. Yeah. Now everyone wants to be documentarians. They want to be, they want to you know, have their, they want to, <laughs> they want to tell their own docs. And Chris Ball does this talk. And like I said, the access he has, and Chris Paul was, you know, set to play the jazz and Rudy Gobert that night. So that re- was really cool perspective. Um, I wish he had gotten more people involved. Like it's literally just Chris Paul and like a couple other players. Uh, and then he, there's like, um, Lori Hernandez, who is the gymnast. U.S. gymnast, who gives a little bit of perspective there. There's Why was she? Was she supposed to go, like? What would she have been doing at that time? There was getting like, ready for Tokyo. Oh, okay, okay, duh. Obviously, sorry. Um, so yeah, and then there's that uh, there's that Kansas City offensive lineman who's French Canadian and also a doctor. Like that guy's the man. So his perspective a little bit. But it was just, it was so Chris Paul and like, oh, my life sucks because I have to wait four days before I can see my family in my LA mansion. Like, you know, woe is me. Whereas meanwhile, people are like losing their jobs left and right and people are dying. Um, and then, you know, it gets into, of course, the uh, the George Floyd situation a little bit. That was a little bit more interesting. But then it comes back. It's like an hour and a half. If they branded it as Chris Paul here's his life the last year how interesting and if it was like an hour i'd be into it but they branded it as the whole sports around the world and here's all these stories 
and it 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 just fell fall it fell far short of that. Uh, so I was disappointed. I would not recommend it. Someday somebody is going to do that documentary correctly, and it's going to be awesome. But you know, for the most part, they just and it's Chris Paul patting himself on the back, saying, "Hey, the players' union got this done. We figured out the bubble. We figured it out in no time. You know, look at us. We're sweet." So it's it's like I rolled my eyes a few times watch a few times watching it. That's. And all these guys, you know, Chris Paul is so well accomplished. So is LeBron. These guys need more people in their lives to tell them, no, that's probably not a good idea. Maybe this guy should have final cut of it. Yes, you can be in the documentary, but you're not going to be the centerpiece. They sat, Chris Paul must have done 25 hours of interviews for this because he's sitting down in like three different areas. It's, uh, It's a lot of Chris Paul. And like I said, if they had just said, hey, Chris Paul takes you through the last year of his life, great. But, I mean, if you're going to do all of sports, I need more. I need, like, what it was like for baseball. I need what it was. I need. I want to be in baseball meetings when the owners and the players weren't getting along. I want to be, you know, at the drafts deciding to put it all on Zoom. I want everything. I, I just don't want Chris Paul. And it was, like, 95% Chris Paul talking about how sweet he is. So, By the way, I like Chris Paul. I do. I do as well. Um, so, you said everyone wants to to tell their own story, right? To be a yeah, documentary. Wants- I, what the real, not the real problem, but everyone wants to have a production company because when they retire, they want an already set up infrastructure of business to then go from making millions of dollars doing one thing to making millions doing another. And obviously a lot of guys go into TV and they sit on the desk with totally, but there's other, there's, there's other businesses they can get into besides documentary filmmaking. Well, yes, a hundred percent. It's just the road. So LeBron has his production company and obviously Chris Paul. So what I was going to say is when I said, I didn't know this was out, I knew it was happening because when the shutdown happened, I remember in the days after that hearing, Chris Paul's production company is doing a documentary on everything that's happening. And I remember hearing that they were filming. And so I thought, okay, well, that'll be interesting because it'll be the true inside of what those first few days were like, because they started filming right away. Like I'm assuming they have certain like you can get tv video of the thunder game that didn't happen the that's the best jazz part. game the yeah. first the first 10 15 minutes is really good because that and was then, when it happened and right? then it's like oh you know what are we going to do we're athletes we'll find a way and then there's a montage of everybody working out at home and it's like come on dude yeah you know? i like i said i think it's it's when so chris paul has this production company and again lebron has his and, and it's just the way that these guys have chosen to like set up their life after basketball, which is totally fine, but it wasn't necessarily an experienced production company coming in and making a documentary. Like this is the equivalent of, I don't want to say you and me, cause they probably have more documentary experience, but you know, it, it is people that are not necessarily, it's not necessarily an experienced production company. If that makes any sense. I was looking at it online. He signed a contract with someone in like 2019 so Chris Paul has not like been spending a lot of time making documentaries. And so this was something that was relatively new to him. And maybe down the road, they'll be able to tell a more compelling story. But I think that that's part of the problem is it's just like you're watching stage one of that process um, with <laughs> O-Dip Productions, O-H-H 
DIP three exclamation points. Just get out of the way a little bit. Back to my point of these guys have obviously they're, uh, they're pouring all the money into it. They're going to get final cut. And I'm sure they have very talented people around them, but these talented people need to be like, Hey, this is a little too much. Chris Paul. We need to dial back the Chris Paul. Someone needed to say no to him on the third interview. Do you think Russell Westbrook's going to have a production company? I don't know. Probably not. I'm looking at the team and just picturing shout out to Aaron Evans of her being on the team page of Russell Westbrook productions. I'm just, I recognize some of these people anyway. Um, I might watch this. I might not. I, I don't know. I don't know that I need it in my life, but I did hear about this and I definitely did not hear it had debuted. On, is it HBO? Yeah. HBO yeah. Max. It, it, dude, it, it premiered like two, three weeks ago and it got buried because it's not very good. Yeah. I mean, I, I could for sure see that happening. Um, okay. Speaking of doing interviews for 25 hours for Chris Paul, I was just going to say my octopus teacher um, is one of the more strange documentaries I've ever seen. But what I told you and that I, I didn't know going in. So I would tell people to watch it if you're in the mood for something different, but go in knowing. So you said Chris Paul was wearing three different outfits for his interviews. The man who is well, yeah, you could tell it's just yeah, it's shot three, over a few yes. days, right? He shot. He oh, probably shot over I multiple. Just, I would say over the course of the year. Okay, so this man with the octopus shot one day of interviews, and unless he kept putting the same T-shirt on and coming back, did you notice he was in the same clothes the whole time for the interview shot? Because you've also uh, watched my octopus teacher. This is on Netflix, by the way. No, I mean I was more into the. Octopus. The drone shots of him swimming around, like who's doing the drone? So the drone shots and like think about the the NFL football down camera now. What they call it 4K, it's not necessarily a 4K camera, but what you think of when you think of the 4K um, video game type camera for NFL football, like that camera, but in the ocean with these crazy octopuses, like colors, beautiful everything. It's the video underwater is completely insane to me it was beautiful like that's so this is nominated is it just for best documentary do you know yeah it's nominated yes. for an oscar yes. um, and the oscars are coming up on sunday so we'll see if it wins i think it's an interesting story it's definitely unique that's probably why but also it's the the cinematography if you will like the, just the camera work is insanely beautiful um so that definitely makes it worth a watch but it is just one man talking for an hour and 45 minutes right like there's were you not thrown off by that at all let me tell you something when i watched my octopus teacher it was three days after my back surgery and i was floating on so that, heroin <laughs> so the i legal, enjoyed the it. legal kind for the listeners I, I enjoyed it when was that i it was well, like early October, like October 4th or 5th or something like that. Did it just go to Netflix? I, I, you no, watched no, 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 it. Oh, no, 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 It's, it's been, been on, Netflix. on Netflix. Oh yeah. So yeah, just yeah, no yeah. one told me about it. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the algorithm didn't serve it to me. It's not like, it's not the circle. I'll tell you that. Well, sure. And that's probably the algorithm only knows that I watched Gilmore Girls in the circle. So that's probably why it didn't get served to me. But uh, shout out to Kelsey Ugly, Kelsey Gregorino. She told me to watch it and I, I just had not heard of it. Um, normally I'll try to Google the Oscar docs and see what's up and um, watch them, but I 
clearly didn't do that. So anyway, it's one man. He speaks the entire time. There is no second interview. There's sort of not sound, but not even really. It's really just one man talking the whole time. But it's a very interesting story. You will not see anything like this. It's a man and he goes into the ocean and he makes friends with an octopus. And then the Well, he's he's going through a divorce. He's going through like kind of a a midlife crisis and the octopus kind of there to there's a there's a there's definitely a human quality to it. But yeah, for the most part it's it's him and uh, his octopus pal. Yeah. It's called My Octopus Teacher. And again, it's everything we've said. It is it is a very beautifully shot um, documentary. It's It blew my mind how how they got these shots. And by the way, he's not scuba. At first, I thought he was scuba diving or snorkeling. He's free diving this whole time. So uh, many very impressive things about it. It also is just bizarre in certain ways. So My Octopus Teacher on Netflix, that was a bonus rec for me. So I just wanted to talk about it because... It's one of those things where if you see it, you have to talk about it. Clearly, you didn't feel that way because you haven't mentioned it, but it was predates this podcast, I guess. So I mean it was it was meh. I didn't like I definitely uh I think I told a couple people I was watching it when I was watching it. And then I like the next day it was just yeah, all right, there you go. It's stressful because you know the octopus gets himself into uh, crazy positions down under the water and you know there's suspenseful music and will he there evade the shark yeah. will he evade the shark will, won't he evade the shark and then at that point you're like invested in the um in the octopus's well-being so you're like you know you, you find yourself stressed out over the life of this cephalopod um why was the man not afraid of sharks are they just sharks that are not interested in humans because he was i think those shark. i think it looks like they're like serious sharks i think those sharks are like one foot long like those, I think it, they just, they're really small because octopus, that, that yeah. octopus is not big. Well, he reaches out and it wraps around his hand. She, he always called it a she, she wraps around his hand. So I guess you get kind of, yeah. A, so, so a shark, I mean, size. I don't, I don't think this shark was messing with a, with a full grown dude. All right. I just was like, wow, this man is very brave and that's not really touched upon. He's never like, yeah, I should be scared about the shark. So anyway. <clears throat> octopus teacher my octopus teacher on netflix um do you have anything else do you have anything you're excited for do i have anything i'm excited for um uh mayor of Easttown. sure no i should have looked this up but I don't, I don't know of anything coming up right now i watched well, the, uh, off the top of my head i watched the boy band doc from last week and i really liked oh, it oh is it so great I, yeah i really liked it i haven't i hadn't seen it i definitely knew what it was but i guess i just never saw it so i'm glad you mentioned it because it's so good yeah watch the boy band doc that's on youtube boy band con if you have uh, i think it's boy band con yeah boy band con. it's the um, story of um the dude who we all grew up thinking like oh this guy's the king the king maker when it comes to boy bands lou perlman, lou perlman. it's funny because i do remember so the making the band they showed that and i do remember at that point knowing that Sync and backstreet had both left him and said like he's kind of a scam artist but like the levels you don't know the levels of his scamming until you watch the doc i think went went deep into his um crimes yeah crimes he went to jail so okay i think that's all i have we'll all see right, sweet. next week next week it is <laughs>